Hello everyone. My name is Jared Altick and I'm a chaplain with the police department. The Hey Chaplain podcast is a place where members of the law enforcement community share their wisdom and experience through me, the chaplain, so that they can encourage others who wear the badge. On Hey Chaplain, you'll hear from dispatchers and federal agents, sheriffs and U.S. Marshals, as well as local detectives and patrolmen in my hometown of Kansas City. From the LAPD to Scotland Yard, the guests on Hey Chaplain deliver advice and insights so that police officers everywhere can survive and thrive. From time to time, I like to offer these bonus episodes, which are a compilation of stories from my one-on-one interviews with police officers. At last count, my collection has over 400 individual stories and anecdotes. There's so much wisdom and humor and just general encouragement in this archive, but it's also a lot of work to pull it all together into one cohesive podcast episode, so I really can't do it very often. But lately, I've seen a lot of discouraged or demoralized patrol officers, and my heart goes out to them. So I sat down one evening and pulled together a handful of stories that were related to the sometimes unglamorous life of a patrol officer. So on this episode, you'll hear a variety of stories. Some are funny, and some are kind of embarrassing, and a few of the guys wanted to share with you some good, solid advice and wisdom. I hope it's an encouragement to you. I was a patrolman at the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department in the early 2000s. I was a patrol officer at Overland Park Police Department in uh, the early 2000s. Yeah, I was a patrol officer for Kansas City, Kansas Police Department from uh, 1967 up until about uh, 74. Yeah, I was a uh, patrol officer um, for the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department um, from 94, the year I got hired, all the way to 2000. I was a patrolman at Kansas City, Kansas Police Department in the 20-teens. Uh, I was a police officer for three different departments in Southern California. And during that time, I was uh, also a field training officer and a canine handler in the uh, mid-2000s. So we get called to his house, and this time he didn't stick around to fight. He ran. He didn't want to go to jail tonight. So we're out chasing him. This is my rookie year on evening shift towards the end of the shift. and uh, But I had dealt with him before. And uh, so we're out hunting him in this neighborhood. Well, we find him, and my car is the closest, so he gets arrested. He fights, and uh, we put him in my car. Well, we're looking for evidence because he dumped, I think it was a knife that he had threatened his family with, and he dumped it. So we were at least trying to give it a good effort to look for it. Mm -hmm. And so I had to stay in the car. I'm the rookie, right? Stay in the car, rookie while the other guys were out looking well he's sitting in the car and he's back there huffing and puffing well he's got his hands behind his back i have the camera turned and i've got the dome light on so you can see him in the camera well i'm just sitting there and boy they're gone for a while we're probably 20 30 minutes into me sitting there and he's already yelled at me a few times and cussed at me and that kind of stuff and uh, uh well i'm not a robot and like i said it's not my first day and so I'm sitting there in the front seat. And I'm hungry. Well, I got a bag of Cheetos in my bag, so I had them sitting up on my on my uh, dashboard. And I pulled the Cheetos down, and I just started eating Cheetos right in front of him. And I'm just looking around, listening to the radio, crunching Cheetos. 
He's like, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm eating. What? And he goes, what are you eating? I hold him up. I said, Cheetos. I said, you want some? No, I don't want any Cheetos. I said, okay. Just chill out, man. He goes, what about those Cheetos? I said, what about them? He goes, he just gets so frustrated. He's so mad. He goes, he just goes, Cheetos in your butt. (laughs) (laughs) And I just looked at him and I said, what? (laughs) He goes, you bleeping heard me. I was like, I know I did. And that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. And well, that just set him off even more because now I said he's being funny. Right. So yeah, that was probably the craziest dumbest thing i've ever and i can't illustrate how mad he was through that whole process and for him to blow his top on me eating cheetos in front of him and tell me cheetos in your butt (laughs) yeah that's so weird that's hilarious okay uh what's the most impressive thing you've seen a fellow cop do don't name names (sighs) i've seen one officer uh a lady apparently had a walker and she was by this pond and older person and they stumbled or tripped or fell in the water and this officer came up and without and it was fairly deep water without any hesitation at all he bailed in gun walkie-talkie everything still on he jumped in the water was able to pull her to surface and get her back out of the water. Wow. To me, wow. that was very impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with all that equipment. I mean. He had no He had no second thoughts about his his safety, his equipment, or anything else. Yeah, his he could main have sunk focus, like a rock. Yeah, yeah. His main focus was just getting this lady out of there, and he did. That's awesome. Describe your worst on-duty injury. I fortunately have not been hurt that much. Um, got hit by a car a couple times, but it was, I don't know. Glancing blow? Yeah. One of them, I went right up the hood across the windshield, but it was slow enough that I just kind of rolled off. Right. I'd say the worst one was I was chasing a guy on foot behind the apartments there at 55th and like Freeman. And, um, well, there's a big, deep drainage creek that runs behind it. It was night. I had no idea it was there. And I'm watching him, and he cuts through the trees, and I go through the trees right where he goes, and he's just gone. Well, about three steps later, I'm gone, just <laughs> just down into the creek, and it's December, and I'm standing in all this muck and mud and garbage. And then you look up, and it's about 12, you know, they, they get pretty deep. They just get dug out, so it's yeah. like 12 foot up. And uh, I got scraped up a little bit, but uh, I get out the problem. It's like, the stuff you were standing in, you need a tetanus shot. Yeah. yeah. I'm like... Okay, well, something in that shot I was allergic to. My arm blew up. Like, I couldn't even get my arm in my shirt sleeve, my, my uniform. And it was just, like, fire hot for about three days. And I thought, I'm like, great, I'm going to die of a tetanus shot, nothing else. But. <laughs> um, describe your first foot pursuit. If you don't have a first one, then maybe a memorable one. Gosh, I'm trying to think back. <laughs> it wasn't anything too exciting on the foot pursuit, I don't think. Okay. I can tell you most foot pursuits that I was involved in, I ended up getting burnt. Unless, <laughs> unless the, the person gave up and stopped. That's about the only time I got cuffs on them. I mean, I, I'm not a quick guy to begin with, but certainly with all the gear, it wasn't that much easier. 
Um, do you have, uh, did you have body cams when you were working? Uh, we did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have an embarrassing body cam story? Uh, I think it's probably going to the bathroom with your camera recording. Oh, no. Uh, that does happen. Um, that does happen. Surprising. Yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah. common, right? I mean, yeah. like I wore mine on my belt for a while. I had mine on my shirt and then I had it on like an external vest and, you know, sometimes you're on a call or something happens where you're like, you got to go to the bathroom. I mean, it's, it's, it's nature. You got to go. And then it's like, you know, you go to the bathroom and your belt's hanging on the door facing you and you're like, Oh God, like, <laughs> that's, you know, a, yeah, that's worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then it's like, you got to get up and turn the camera off and then, yeah. you know, cause at the end of your shift, you got to upload the body cam footage yeah. and it's like, then you got to go to like a, you know, whoever your boss is and go, Hey, you know, this recording, I was in the bathroom and it was recording and you know, then it's, they're probably going to want to watch it and laugh at you and stuff. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it's pretty funny. embarrassing. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have any fake ID story? Someone present a fake ID to you? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty common to get fake IDs in California. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy how good the fake IDs are. Okay. But if you're able to really manipulate them and use like a, a black light or some other type of light to like, look at all the different um, holograms that are built into IDs in California, usually you can tell pretty quick that they're um, that they're fake, but some people are, they're, they're good. They'll, they'll basically fall on the sword and be like, it's not fake. And you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's a really good fake ID where they've, probably paid a couple hundred bucks for it but man they they go down the ship they they stay the course they're they'll just deny it being fake yeah Yeah, they're committed (laughs) but yeah you know you can't scan it it's just it feels fake sometimes just depending on where they get it but there's sometimes where there'd be four or five of us that would look at an id or driver's license and go god it looks real but it ends up being fake so people are pretty good at copying stuff all right um what uh policy or order uh, were you given that was most infuriating? The more you go up, like once I beca- left operations, went into like narcotics, and SWAT, detective, task force, cap, you get more responsibility and you don't have to do. But what I always hated most when I was in operations is why do I have to ask permission to go to the bathroom? <laughs> I am a grown man. Yes. You know, yeah. why yeah. do I have to ask? For, and they were like, well, we had this person. Like, if you had a person do it that was abusing, using right. going to the bathroom, using Address the them. Like, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. can't you address that? And that was my whole problem with, I saw that with throughout the whole government and not only the PD. Instead of addressing individuals that were having a problem dealing with what would be common sense issues, mm-hmm. they would make a policy yeah. that would... Affect everybody. Yeah. So if somebody was doing something correctly anyway, now I have these extra steps I got to take. Yeah. Because you can't control your people. And I always, and I try to explain to them that's poor leadership. Yeah. When you write policies for the dumbest person. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's. It's like now yeah. if you have a problem that is within your agency that multiple people are doing and they're doing it wrong, mm-hmm. then you need a policy. Right. But if you have a, an individual or two that is you, exploiting something, why don't you just deal with those couple of individuals? Yeah. Yep. You know, and yep. then you'll set a precedence that, hey, if you do decide to, you know, not answer your radio, go on the calls. and Not always use cl- common sense. And always ca- claim yeah. that you're in the bathroom, then we'll deal with you like this. Right. Right. Have you ever unknowingly wandered out of your district 
and gotten caught. Or in Kansas City, you could wander out of the whole city. Uh, the only time that ever happened to me, I took the wrong exit. I wound up in downtown Kansas City, Missouri on accident. Um, but, you know, I'm from You're Kansas not the only one. <laughs> yeah. I know. And, and I hated it because I had to get on the air just to notify the supervisor that I was I'm going in into another state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if you're new. That's the last yeah. thing I want to put over the air. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I'm from the area, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar. I would like to say with most of the the metro, especially Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, I've heard officers tell, especially ones who are not from here, <laughs> uh, that that they're like driving around, like, why are all the numbered streets running the wrong direction? <laughs> well, driving around downtown Kansas City, Missouri. Right. Yeah. I, I think there was one time where I was training another officer, and I just let him go, and oh. I said, "Hey, where are we at?" And then I was like, "Hey, we're not in Kansas City, Kansas anymore. You might want to turn around." Yes. <laughs> Do you have any advice for officers that are discouraged, whether it's because of the politics of the world today or maybe just they have a difficult supervisor or, or family trouble at home? Uh, any advice for an officer that's maybe just kind of struggling right now? Well, I used to try to tell uh, the recruits that if there's things going on that policies or whatever that you don't like, uh, you don't think are right, don't get it in your head that you're going to change them because you're not. Uh, You just have to learn to deal with the way it is. Don't take it home with you. Do with it at work. Do what you can and don't let it affect you personally. Uh, There are going to be some good times that's going to make you feel gratified and that you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but granted, there are a lot of bad times that makes you discouraged. But the few good times that you deal with somebody and it's obvious that they appreciate what you've done, that's the most gratification you'll get and makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, those are the things to hang on to. Yes, yeah. exactly. There's much good in the world as there is evil, and you will see nothing but the bad part in this job. So surround yourself with family, friends outside the police department that can give you a perspective of what's really going on in the world. Yeah. Um, so you can have some weights and balances there as you go through your career. Find something that works to get rid of stress. I use exercise. Uh, one of the bad things about me is I didn't really have a good relationship spiritually um, through the PD, through a lot of my PD career, I got that later on, mm-hmm. and I continue that. But um, it's a it's a huge balance between mind, body, and soul. If you can balance that, um, that's the way to go. I mean, don't cheat one. You know, I'm working out twice as hard, so I don't need to go to church, or um, I don't need to. You know, I know everything, so I don't need to get more education and expand upon my working knowledge of things. Yeah. Now always be learning, always be physically fit and always be, you know, keep whatever your spirituality is, keep that in a good working order at all times. Excellent. These cops, both active and retired, are opening up and sharing because they want you to be healthy. They want you to be smart about the job and about your life so that you'll keep our communities safe and then come home at the end of your shift to a healthy home. They want you to share in and enjoy the very thing that you are protecting. I hope you see yourself in them. I hope their hard-earned wisdom becomes your wisdom. 
If you have stories and wisdom that you want to share, please reach out to me. Currently, the best way is probably through the Hey Chaplain Facebook page. Like it, follow it, and leave me a message. I'll be happy to get back to you. If you like what you heard here, please share this episode with a cop or someone who loves a cop. If you like this type of episode, please listen to bonus episode two, titled My Worst Police Car, or bonus episode three, My Holiday on Duty, or bonus episode five, The Fight is On. The views expressed here are the personal views of the host and our guest and do not necessarily represent the views of any law enforcement agency or its components. Thank you for listening today. And as always, pray for peace in our city. And for those of you who listen all the way to the end of a bonus episode, you're the real ones. You're the reason I make this podcast. Thank you. If you ask, I'll send you a Hey Chaplain sticker to put on your water bottle, or I'll send you a Hey Chaplain magnet to put on the refrigerator at the police department. I'm not kidding. Just ask. I'll send it to you.